0: Good morning! On another dreary, cold Friday, uh, I think the Secrets of the Sire weather phenomenon continues where we are, we are dooming New York City to uh, awful weather. Some hail, some rain, some snow. Uh, we'll get a bright, sunny day out here at some point. Well, Sam, my engineer, is saying it's sunny out now, but uh, I don't know. Walking over here, it was brutal cold, the wind was terrible, but we press on. Secrets of the Sire, for any newbies coming along, we are a pop culture radio show broadcasting live every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, on TalkingAlternative.com. We have a new blog every Wednesday, and then we have a new podcast, which is basically the show, um, put onto iTunes and circulated throughout the internet uh, there's a tons of apps out there any pod app that taps into iTunes which is all of them uh you should be able to download you just search for secrets of the sire we got a great show today uh kind of a kind of a mishmash show a little bit in terms of topics ranging and uh kind of some insight into how this show kind of operates so it's it's a funny thing we we definitely make sure to map out our shows and and I have uh, basically, the next month of shows, you know, lined up. We're trying to always get great guests on because shows are just very easy to get when you get guests, right? Sam, I mean, Sam is shaking his head. More the more guests, the better. Um, want to welcome all our Periscope peeps, our Jersey Jedi, our MD Wagner Fifty Nine. I want to also welcome my wife. Uh, she is a loyal follower and loyal listener, so we love having her on as well. And uh, you can always check us out in Periscope at Michael Underscore Dolce. So it's also my Twitter feed. What we were saying was we always have these shows mapped out, and we always kind of you know we try to pin it with. Um, oh, and baby James, yes, my wife just interjected. Uh, my eight-week-old son, baby James, is is also watching uh, watching me live. Although I don't know if he completely knows who I am yet, but um, he's definitely seen me repeatedly. Uh, he's seen me change his diaper, and he's very happy when I do that. So I've got that, and I've got that in my uh, in my wheelhouse. So anyway, we definitely we plan these things out months in advance. We try to tie them around events. We try to, uh, try to tie them around guests that we can get on anything topical, and sometimes as we do this. Inspiration strikes at the last moment. So today I wanted to talk about all the summer movies that are going to be coming out. And we are going to talk about the summer movies. We're going to recap our March Madness Final Four movie franchise Final Four. In which uh, the voters, uh, the fans of the show, have actually chimed in and voted their favorite Spider-Man, Batman, X-Men, and Superman movies. And then I was going to debate them and talk to them. And we always, as always, welcome you guys to join in on the debate. You can call us live 877-480-4120 877-480-4120 during every live broadcast. Or you can tap us in on Periscope, and next week, because we're always technology savvy, we're going to start doing some Facebook live streaming as well. I don't know how I have the attention span to look at three different monitors at once. I probably don't, and uh, but I fake it, you know, halfway decent. So... The summer movies we're looking to see, I wrote a nice little blog on that. Nothing great, we just wanted to go over it, or nothing, nothing extraordinary. We just wanted to list all the great movies that are coming out and start talking about which ones we're most excited to see. And then all of a sudden I, I started thinking to myself, Suicide Squad is coming out in August. And it got me thinking, after, I'm not going to use the word debacle because that's not fair. I'm not going to use the word great movie because that's not accurate. But after the spectacle, which I think is a pretty good word, that was Batman v Superman, The question that I had for all of our viewers, listeners, participants, and fans are, do you have faith that DC can pull off a movie? Because to this point, unlike Marvel Civil War, which we were going to heavily talk about, we're also going to be doing another joint podcast venture with the Bad Coyote Funky Bunch right around the time that Civil War comes out. I'll have more details of that next week. It really got me thinking, though, Batman v. Superman... Had so many great things on it, and it also had so many things that just left your head scratching. We talked about it in detail. You can always get all of our podcast recaps again on iTunes. We went into detail. We gave you our Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice review last week. We gave you everything that we thought about the movie what was right, what was wrong. Uh, my major complaint was that they crammed eight movies in there, which is a look, it's a complaint that many people had, um, but they basically were doing this to set up a Justice League movie. Sam actually, in our pre-show conversations, again, giving you a little behind the curtain, you know, he had just recently seen it, and he said, you know, I, I agree with you, in terms of everything. But now it looks like Marvel's doing the same thing with Civil War. And I said, no, actually, to be honest with you, DC is trying to copy what Marvel has been carefully building for years. They've had this plan in place for years. They've had this strategy. Um, Kevin, F- uh, I want to say Fague, but uh, I think that, that's exactly how you pronounce his name. Kevin Fague is the uh, Marvel VP, um, you know, head of all that. Uh, Avi Arad is also a major player. Joe Casada, obviously the editor-in-chief of the, com- uh, the comic book company. But he also has a heavy hand in the movies. Brian Michael Bendis does a lot. Jeff Loeb. You know, all comic book veterans. They've had this strategy in place for years. And they've been carefully rolling it out. So Marvel Civil War is a precursor to the next Avengers movie. But it's also another, just another piece of the puzzle, so to speak. And it's this puzzle that they've mapped out through 2020. And with Batman v Superman, DC decided we're going to roll this out too. This is fantastic. Let's get it all in this one movie. Let's let's forget the patience. Let's forget everything that Marvel did. We need to catch up right now. Welcome Honka two two three three to the broadcast. So they they basically wanted to. Oh, and at Joe movie I you know I'm going to keep interrupting to give the uh, the the love to the Periscope peeps because I've gotten complaints. I don't give enough love to the Periscope peeps, but I love the Periscope peeps. And Joe Movi is a tremendous artist. Uh, he is with the uh, comic book company Comics Tribe. We're going to have him on at some point. We're going to have him on at some point. So. Um, you know, you definitely, you definitely want to uh, catch him. He is a diehard Rangers and Jets fan, so we definitely um, we have some spirited debates. Actually, not even debates, because I'm also a spirited Jet fan as well, too. And, yes, God help you all if we ever get him on. He just commented in. So um, his book, Scam, awesome book. Awesome, awesome, awesome book. Um it was a kind of a caper, kind of Ocean's Eleven with superpowers, came out through Comics Tribe. So if you guys get a chance to look that up, please do. Really, really awesome stuff. So welcome aboard to the show. But yeah, getting back to that DC, again, I, oh boy, it almost came out. I almost said debacle. I was about to say this DC debacle, but it's not a debacle. The movie was good. It just wasn't great. And it just wasn't ah, boy, it was just DC's attempt to, like, catch up immediately. It, w- it was like taking steroids, essentially, and just trying to, like, catch up to all the guys instead of, instead of, you know, playing ball in the minors and paying your dues and earning your way up. It was like, let's jack ourselves up with as much HGH and steroids as humanly possible, and let's get on the ball field immediately. So now Suicide Squad comes out in August, and that's a summer movie that's at the top of many, many, many people's lists of movies they're really excited to see but do you think it's going to be good? So I'm sure at this point, the news has been out there. And uh, I'm going to bring up my little trusty news article as well. Suicide Squad going undergoing reshoots. It's never a good thing. It's never a good thing in in, in comic book movie lore. However, after my Deadpool debacle, I actually think... I should refrain from saying it's going to be a disaster because it'll probably be, end up being a hit. Or uh, perhaps I am the kiss of death for the movie. See, if I tell you it's going to be terrible, and it's, or it's going to do terrible, not that it's going to be terrible, if I tell you it's going to do terrible, it's going to do great. So maybe studios should start paying me. All right, let's start. Become a sponsor. com slash become a sponsor. Actually, it's just slash sponsor. Go to the sponsorship page. Come on, movie studios. You want a great opening weekend. You want a record-breaking opening weekend. Let me just tell you your film's going to do terrible. And it'll do great. So, But it's going through some reshoots. Now, recently, Jai Courtney, one of the stars of Suicide Squad, is quoted as saying, don't believe everything you read. The claim, of course, is that they're going through reshoots because of the complaints heard on Batman v Superman. Too dark, they said. Not enough humor. We need to add more humor. We need to add more funny. And this is an ensemble piece. And there's Harley Quinn. I don't disagree with them. There should be more lighthearted moments. There should be more moments where we get to kind of enjoy uh, the camaraderie between a group of supervillains who are basically forced to carry out a plot, an execution plot of an unknown villain. It's got a, It's actually got a really great premise. It was a cool. It was kind of a low key book. It wasn't a huge, uh, you know, a huge popular book. But it it's got this great premise. So why wouldn't you know? Why shouldn't there be more humor to it? But the, just the mere fact that they have to go and reshoot the movie to add more humor to it leads me to two things. One, it's not funny. <laughs> I mean, let, let's, just, let's just be honest. They obviously did not write it with that intention behind it, which is okay, and it can be okay. And I think Warner Brothers is jumping the gun already to say, okay, well, Batman, Superman, too dark, we need to lighten this thing up. Let's get, we need the next Deadpool we need the next Deadpool to be, you know, we need this to be the next Deadpool. We need this to be a breakout uh, superhero hit because Batman v Superman was great in the opening weekend, and then if you follow my uh, my articles and my blogs, you you realize that it it took a huge dive in the second uh, second week, and that's probably due to the poor reviews that um, not just moviegoers but critics alike were basically saying, you know, this is a lot of things wrong with this movie. So that was their first reaction, and the first thing that that means is that they obviously. Did not write it for humor And are now trying to cram humor in The second thing though And I kind of touched upon it right before What does this mean? It means that Warner Brothers is going to be very reactive They're not proactive So again Sam Bringing that point up with the Civil War Is a great example Marvel has Even when they don't have breakout successes. like Let's say Ant-Man was a a successful movie. It was a fun movie. It was good. It adds to it. Ant-Man has now been introduced in the universe. So they might not have had another Guardians of the Galaxy with Ant-Man, but they introduced him in a fun way. The movie made some money. It was basically critically, um, again, not revered, but critics were cool with it. Everyone liked it. It was a fun movie. Didn't break the bank. Didn't cause anything. It basically... Got them to a point now uh, We can introduce Ant-Man We can put Ant-Man in Civil War People know who ant men are uh, Is it's an Ant-Man Single I was at the uh, Ramona Singer Real Housewives Premiere party the other day I think I'm still recovering That's right Secrets of the Sire We're everywhere Except China Which we've now been banned from and That's pretty exciting I like, I like being banned so, when we come back, I want to talk more about this, obviously, and, and like I said, I was looking forward to talking about just the summer movies, because Batman v Superman was the official kickoff to the summer movie blockbuster countdown. May is, is weeks away, not, you know, right around the corner, really looking forward to it, um, but it got me thinking, you know, all the way to, to August. Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Secrets of the Sire. So when we come back, we're going to talk more. We're going to definitely dive more headlong into this. I'm going to get your feedback, a lot of feedback on our Facebook page slash Secrets of the Sire. A lot of uh, Periscope peeps chiming in, and I will answer your questions uh, on the air in about a minute or two when we come back. And we're going to basically really just dive headfirst into this. So Secrets of the Sire, when we return.
1: You're listening to The
0: Talking Alternative Network.
1: Talking Alternative Radio, twenty four hours a day.
0: Welcome back. Secrets of the Sire, talking pop culture, movies, TV, comic books, music. We'll get back. We're going to do an all-music show at some point, too. Um, I'm a huge music guy. I'm very deep into the uh, industry. get to talk to some really big-name talents, so I definitely want to do an all-music show at some point. But today, we're talking the future of the DC Universe. After Batman v. Superman, do we have any faith? Ironically, um, I'm starting to welcome all our Periscope peeps as well. I actually um, recognize a few of you guys. Saints girl 878 I remember you. You were on... Uh, Many times before, chiming in and commenting in, um, I will do my best to answer you guys online when I see you. But at the same time, we are also doing live radio on TalkingAlternative.com. So turn in, tune in into that um, website, and you'll be able to kind of catch us live as well. Someone actually during the break uh, asked, what do I think about Trump? And uh, Sam's reaction, Sam, my trusty engineer, is that he would not make a great comic book character. Then he thought, no, wait, he would make a co- great comic book character. Yep. Or comic book villain. Okay, see, see now, oh boy, we're throwing politics in. We're either going to get great ratings or we're going to get thrown off the air. Uh, I'll keep it to this. I actually would love to do a politics in comics discussion topic because it is my Twitter feed. If you go at night, especially during the uh, debates, we have a ton of Twitter followers and, and creators that chime in. And generally speaking, look, it's it's an art community. The political spectrum tends to lean left when it comes to politics and talking politics. Uh, my, my take on Trump is I'm much more nervous about Ted Cruz. I think Tom, I think Donald Trump would not be the end of civilization, as everyone uh, says. Sandra 212 just asked, what's your show? show is Secrets of the Sire. We are on TalkingAlternative.com. So you can literally just go to that website, and you'll be able to listen to us. And you can listen to us every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern. You can chime in. Always give me some feedback, some comments. You can go to my Twitter page, at Michael underscore Dolce, D-O-L-C-E, like Dolce and Gabbana. You can also check us out on Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. We're on You Now, Michael underscore Dolce, and we are on Periscope, Michael underscore Dolce. So welcome to our Periscope peeps. Uh, Boy, some people have the user handles, and I just can't pronounce them, and I'm not even going to try. I mean, there's not even a a way we're going to even go into that, because that will just be butchering... Uh, otherwise, I want to give a shout out to my boy Buddy Scalera of Comic Book School. Um, he's got a terrific, fantastic um, book for artists. Uh, it's called Comic Artists Essential Photo Reference. Um, I've actually used it before. I'm a, I'm a working artist, and um, we definitely want to give a shout out to Buddy. He uh, his book Comic Artists Essential Photo Reference is back in print, uh, so you can look up Buddy Scalera. B u d d y S c a L-E-R-A. But we're talking DC Universe. We are talking the future of the movie DC Universe. And again, the backstory was I was prepping and priming this show to just kind of dive into the movies we're dying to see, and my eyes just couldn't help but focus on Suicide Squad coming up in August and wondering, how are they going to mess that one up? And, and it's not fair, because I liked Batman v Superman. I thought the initial movie that they wanted to make was a great movie. The challenge of whether or not Batman uh, can exist in a world where a guy can leap over tall buildings and you can believe a man can fly, I think that's a, a great proportional response. And older Bruce Wayne, too, which makes it even uh, you know, have a little more gravitas toward it. It obviously was, was based off of the Dark Knight Returns, uh, the infamous Frank Miller graphic novel in the 1980s, If they had just made that movie, I think we would be having an altogether different discussion. We would be sitting here saying, is Suicide Squad Squad going to be as good as Batman v. Superman? Is it going to be good as Dark Knight Returns? Which is essentially what it was supposed to be. Not, how can DC screw this up? And uh, we have Sandra H2121. See, user handles. Boy. All superhero movies don't have to be the same gimmick. And that leads actually great into what Sam was also bringing up to me um, when we were talking pre-show. You know, the way Civil War is being marketed, it's, you know, heroes against each other. And that is very similar to Batman v Superman. Now... Here's the funny part, Sam. Two things. One, and we've talked about this um, off air, but yeah, but I'm sure some of our listeners already know this, some of our viewers already know this. This is based on a 2000, I want to say eight or 2007 um, Marvel series. So the basis for it is in the books, and it's Iron Man versus Captain America, and we're going to tie politics back into it in a second, which is also a great point. But it has the foundation for it being there. The second thing is Batman v Superman was originally supposed to open up the exact same weekend as Civil War. And DC said, whoa, wait a minute, we're going to get crushed. Good for you guys. You you knew. You, I, I, you wouldn't get crushed, but I would say that you would definitely get split. And not only would you get split, but you would be compared to Civil War. And based on the reaction we've seen now, I can only imagine Civil War getting a huge second week bump based on the negative reaction to Superman-Batman. Because you're splitting your audience already if you open up in the same weekend. And then... Once you split your audience, you have half the people that, okay, you're going to have people like me. I'm actually, I'm wearing a Batman shirt. Uh, if you're checking me out on, on uh, Periscope, however, I'm actually a Marvel guy. Batman just happens to be my favorite DC character. It also happened to be the shirt that was at the top of the laundry pile um, And when I was coming in today, so it was a quick decision. You have your Marvel guys that are going to go see your Marvel movie. That would be me. I would choose Marvel Civil War over Batman v. Superman. Well, maybe actually. Uh, you know, most likely. Most likely I would choose that. Although Batman v Superman looked really, really cool. So I like that. So you have that one, that one area there. You'd have the Marvel people going for the Marvel people. But once the Marvel people found out that Batman v Superman was not living up to expectations. Again, we're not going to use the word debacle. We're not going to use the word crappy. We're not going to use the word anything like that. We're going we're to basically go with it was not as good. You'd have those people kind of wavering whether to see it. So, DC did the smart thing, and they did a hugely smart thing to say, you know what, let's pick a weekend. It's Easter weekend. Easter happened to be way early this year. Kids are off from school. We can really push this thing. So, Sam, to answer your question, which is actually a great question, DC kind of snuck that one in. The Marvel Civil War title was always going to be, you know, Captain America versus Iron Man. Uh, and we're going to get to the politics of it, kind of tying into uh, one of our Periscope peeps who chimed in as well. But first, we're going to go to the phone lines, Sergio, line one.
2: Hey, Mike, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good, Sergio. For all those who don't know, Sergio is one of the wonderful talking heads behind the Bad Coyote Funky podcast, which we've, uh, we've done some joint shows. We've had Sergio on. I've been on their podcast as well. And we're going to be doing some stuff in the, in the coming weeks as well. So what's going on, man?
2: I'm just. I to listen to your show, enjoying uh, the talk about the future of DC uh, Cinematic Universe, and uh, it's pretty interesting the direction they're they're taking. I, I, I you know, I would like if uh, I don't know. I think they need somebody else at the helm here now. Batman vs Superman wasn't as bad as some of us. Uh, w- you know, thought it was going to be. It was actually pretty enjoyable, but at the same mm-hmm. time, they kind of shoehorned some things in there that a lot of it's really didn't care for, like the whole Jesse Eisenberg crazy. <laughs> oh, I, like. I
0: defend. I defend Jesse Eisenberg. I actually liked. I liked his performance, um, but I agree with you. Go ahead.
2: Really? Oh wow! Like you're like one of two people that I know that actually. Yes. Oh, uh, well, Sam gave a yeah, thumbs
0: I, up. Sam gave a thumbs up as well too.
2: Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, <laughs> but what did <does> he know? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I had uh, that discussion with uh, uh, a viewer of uh, uh, Bad, the Bad Company Funky podcast saying, well, you know, their their point of view is, oh, maybe you didn't understand what they were doing. The movie tone is so serious that they needed some levity in mm-hmm. the movie. And I was saying, ah, I don't, don't really think so i don't really think so i mean uh, it was a good batman movie it was a good uh superman movie a little bit but uh yeah (laughs) he was kind of uh, a he
0: was uh, kind of like an angsty guy right
2: and um i don't know who was in charge of you know the direction that they took for the character. Maybe I hope, hopefully it wasn't Zack Snyder himself. Maybe someone's like, Hey Zach, the uh, movie's kinda serious. Let's lighten it up a little bit, make Jesusberg kinda weird. Also, uh, we're kinda scared of the runtime of your movie, so we're gonna cut it down. Yeah. Is that okay? All right, we're just gonna do that. We're the we're the studio. Yeah. I don't know who's in charge, but um it's and also uh the point you made earlier about uh how the D C um universe is kind of trying to rush to catch up to the Marvel's success. Yep. I, I mean, I, I don't know who's in charge of it there because, as fans, none of us want that. No, none exactly. Of us want DC to rush? I would have loved if they had, uh, you know, the Aquaman movie, the Cyborg movie, the Flash movie, and all of that leading up to a Dawn of Justice movie. You know, yeah. even this new uh, Ben Affleck Batman, which was amazing. I mean, yes. Uh, he, he was he was the best batman like we've seen uh on the big screen in a long time
0: now let me ask you a question though do you think he's yeah. the best batman we've seen or the best bruce wayne we've seen because i actually i would say he was the best bruce wayne we've seen uh i mm-hmm. didn't like the killing that he would do as batman as the batman itself i feel like that took away from the character it had me scratching my head as batman what do you think
2: i agree i I think The Killing was a bit too much. Um, that was an extreme direction. Uh, although Zack Snyder does say, well, I'm taking from the comics, and there are sources where he does. You know, sure. Same time, I mean, ah, I, I'm a huge Batman fan, and it was very jarring for me to see that. So, so I, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think he was, uh, Ben Affleck was a really good Bruce Wayne, because I never saw Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne. I agree. Or or for Batman, even Christian Bale has quoted, I and mean, everybody out there can look it up, he's quoted himself saying that he feels like he didn't live up to the role of Batman. And I was like, oh, I knew it! <laughs> 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 I never like Batman. But uh, I actually, uh, the, the killing aside, if you put the killing aside in this movie um, and, and the Bruce Wayne and everything, I think he was a really, really good Batman. I mean, uh, the, the, the scene towards, towards the end where he's saving uh, Superman's uh, Mother Martha, our moms have the same names on the guy. Um, it, was, it was incredible. I mean, the way he moved, the way he used his gadgets, I was like, wow, this is Batman.
0: yes. No, I agree with you. I agree, and I thought the suit was pretty badass. We actually talked about that. I hope I don't get banned from YouTube for using the word ass, but hopefully we won't. <laughs> um, we're banned. We're banned from uh, from China. Want to welcome some more? I heard. Yeah, I know it's great. We're gonna welcome some more Periscope peeps as well too, uh, joining the show. We are talking with Sergio Renwick. He is of Bad Coyote Funky. It's a great podcast. We've actually done some. Uh, some some shows and actually we had somebody chime in you like bvs and defend jesse eisenberg i do defend jesse eisenberg i am one of three people that <laughs> I, I didn't mind his over the top i actually i blame the writers though for not giving him the proper motivation it started out with the right motivation lex luther had the right motivation coming in um you know he's he and batman are on the same team coming in that is exactly what i'm looking for and that's really really great and then all of a sudden he just goes off the wheels and he goes crazy and I'm not sure what pushes him over the edge. And some uh, other website actually even asked, they're like, did he know that if he knew that he was making an unstoppable killing machine, what, where was his, what was his strategy after he kills Superman? You know, if, if if Superman can't beat an unstoppable killing machine and he unleashes it on uh, Metropolis, um, he knows that no one is going to stop him. So what's the point? You know, like there was no like,
2: yeah. I- no. I think uh that was the whole part of him going crazy, like he just he didn't have any solution. In the end, he just wanted Superman gone, so he can do whatever he wanted to do. Even though which it was, was get
0: killed by Doomsday because Doomsday was yeah, going to come cause... and kill everybody. So that's, <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, for a guy who's supposed to be a super genius, he did not exactly have the foresight to look beyond. Sergio, we got some other callers coming in, and I believe we recognize the next one. Thank you for chiming in. Appreciate the phone call. You guys, anyone can call in at any point, and you don't have to have a podcast. It's uh, 877-480-480. Four one two zero. We got Greg on line two.
3: What's going on, Mike?
0: What's going on, Greg? Greg is also one of the uh, plentiful members of Bad Cowdy Funky, and we appreciate you guys coming in. We had a Periscope peep. Ask: Does Superman die in BVS? I'm not going to answer that question, Greg. Don't answer that question, <laughs> uh, whatever you do. I like okay. to keep I like to keep some sort of uh, spoiler free mentality, even though it's been two weeks and there's been plentiful enough uh, articles written. What do you got for me, Greg?
3: So I want to kind of uh, touch upon Lex Luthor a little bit, because I agree with Sergio completely that that wasn't Lex Luthor. And like, for me, I always have a very specific view of him, not mm-hmm. just in the comics, but from the animated uh, TV sure. show back in the, the late, you know, the early aughts, I would say. Yes. Um,
0: I hate that term. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> I know. Maybe, the aughts. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
3: I was hoping for like a John Hamm kind of character. mm uh, that was slightly older, because I've always viewed Lex with her as, as having that older brother syndrome, that yeah. jealous older brother, where he was the savior before, and now this guy shows up, and who the hell is he? Um, but what was interesting, I found, is they gave themselves a back door. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, because... Well, wait, we're going to cut and- that off,
0: actually. Hang on one second, Greg, because we, we are pushing right up against break, so when, okay. we co- when we come back, let us know what this back door is all about. Oh, boy. Oh. We're getting banned. We're getting banned for sure. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire return in 30 seconds.
1: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. Are you looking for a show where people talk about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Well, then you have come to the right place because The Rob and Callie Show is doing just that. For the last 10 years, Rob and I have been having our own version of Sunday morning therapy sessions on the phone,
1: and now we're bringing it to the radio.
0: So tune in and call in live Wednesdays, 8 to 8.30 on talkradio.myc.
1: And that's Eastern Standard Time, so join us.
0: We are back, Secrets of the Sire, talking comics, movies, TV, pop culture. I want to welcome all of our Periscope peeps who are streaming us at Michael underscore Dolce, D-O-L-C-E. Let me know, Periscope peeps, if the sound of our callers is coming in. We're using some advanced technology here to uh, make sure that it gets pumped in there. And uh, we'll be doing some Facebook streaming next week. Aloha from Spain. Welcome. It's good to hear. And uh, we want to bring Greg back on. And we actually got Sergio still holding on, too. So we'll, we'll bring him back in here, because it's always great to debate uh, with the guys from a Bad Coyote Funky Podcast. So, Greg, what is this backdoor you speak of? And don't get us banned from anywhere else, please.
3: <laughs> I mean, we already got you banned off of YouTube once, I think. That's, yes. that's more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, what, what I was saying is that in a uh, monologue that uh, Lex Luthor, Jesse Eisenberg has, is he mentions that his father's name was Lex very briefly, uh, someone, oh, it wasn't a monologue, it was more of a line of dialogue. It was uh, a reporter, someone yes. congratulating him on all the success, the Lex Schwartz, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh no, you know, my dad built it all. He was always the Lex in front of the court.
0: Correct. Now so, that's, that's funny you mentioned that because that was exactly what I was going to kind of counter to anyone who says like, oh, is this is not the Lex Luthor that, that we're no, aware of. And it's like, no, he actually says he's not the Lex Luthor everyone knows. So he basically kind of already, um, you know, says that he's got a father and that's the John Ham Lex Luthor. Now, in the comics, again, look, I am not a DC universe mythology guy, but I read, you know, I definitely read a lot and maybe too much, but it says Lex Luthor as a son or had a son, but it was actually a clone of himself. So whether or not this was I mean, I guess he's playing it off more like a father, but you know, a clone could still view, you know, himself as a father figure. So it's it's I agree with you, there's definitely a back door. Greg and Sergio, while I have you guys on, do you have any faith in the DC universe, DC movie universe? We've had some Periscope people chime in, no. We've had some Facebook people chime in, no. And uh, what do you guys think?
3: Um, I'm not ready to write them off yet, Mm -hmm. just yet. I did enjoy this movie. It wasn't as good as it could have been because, like Sergio said, they shoehorned quite a bit in there. Yeah, Uh, and they they took risks where I think they shouldn't have taken risks, and it was unnecessary. Right.
0: It was unnecessary risks, right? Unnecessary?
3: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It was just like and the Batman killing thing, like I can kind of write that off too as he's a product of his environment. This is a much darker world than Batman has ever lived in before or or have existed in before. Mm -hmm. Um, And when he does exist in these kind of darker worlds, he does kill people. Yes. Um, And he doesn't go out of his way to kill anyone. It's just like a happenstance of what happens. He tries to disable... Uh, the weapons or whatever, but he doesn't go out of his way to save him. Much like in Batman Begins, uh, Ra's al Ghul, right? I don't have to save you. Fought, dies in the with the the train that goes in. Sure, the, the but you know whatever, what? Right?
0: That killing is is kind of like an epic kill, and it and it has this like importance. And he's actually debating it here. He's like playing a video game. He's like, I just remember that. I just <laughs> but, remember I mean, that he, scene where the guy, now. you know, uh, the guy basically. Um, says, like, you know, he's, he's, like, shooting at him, like, all crazy stuff. And first of all, who are these thugs? Like, if you're a thug and you're just, like, I'm just... I, do they just think they're going to die? Do they all have, like, you know, like suicide thoughts? Because, like, the one guy's like, ah, and he's, like, firing the machine gun. <laughs> it's like, dude, he's coming at you with a tank. Like, what are you, like, an idiot? Like, just, if I was one of those thugs, I wouldn't be, uh, you know, posturing uh, for the camera. I think it was actually kind of silly. But, uh, but it, my complaint with the killing was it was so just there was no remorse now maybe look maybe that's bruce wayne 20 years from now according to Zack snyder we've actually had one of our periscope peeps uh ask you know us to talk about Zack snyder as the man in charge of this all-important ip so i think that's a great segue into that question uh sergio Z- uh, you know having this all-important ip that is justice league uh do you have faith in Zack snyder let's put it that way you know forget the dc uh, universe let's y- yeah, see I Snyder. Really have
2: been in, in Zack Snyder. Zack uh, Snyder. He, he's one of my favorite directors. Um, I love Man of Steel. I like his directing style. I find myself uh in Batman versus Superman just with my mouth open at, at some of the moments, just the way he frames things, the way he shoots things, the way uh, you know, he, he keeps this moving. Like uh, the whole even yeah. the beginning of the movie is uh, the the, the Wain's Death of the Waynes. Even though a lot of people say, Oh, I mean we've seen it so many times, we haven't seen it like this. We have not seen it like this at all, with the pearls, the gun, and the way he's, it, it was amazing. So, moving forward, um, I think he's going to do a good job with the Justice League mm-hmm. because, of the, because of his style. And, and let me also say this, I think that the studio really put their, I mean, we've all heard the studio put their hands, whatever, well, put their hands on this movie sure. to cut it down. And we all have seen that, or hopefully have seen, that little snippet called Communion from the uh from, from the movie, you know where where Jesse Eisenberg is in this uh the matrix soup, and uh, it looks like one of um uh, Dark Side's generals is talking to him with with like some other boxes in front of him, and it's just like wait a minute, that was taken out of the movie so yeah. the rumors of the studio did cut a lot of stuff out of this might be true yeah. maybe the director's cut is Will make this an actually really really good movie, a better movie than the theatrical version. So, keeping that in mind, I think he's going to. You really have a I lot of faith. The studio then. is going to see all the reviews, all the all the critics, all the fans just yelling and saying what was wrong, what was this and that. And maybe they'll say, "All right, Zack Matter, let's just give you full reign on this movie, and we won't touch anything because we've seen what happens when we did, and it wasn't pretty." So yeah, I have, I have faith he's going to do a good
0: job. We actually, we have the last movie hero on uh, on Periscope has 100% faith in uh, Zack Snyder. So there are definitely people that have the faith in Zack Snyder. I personally think that... I don't know. I, I personally think these movies are visually stunning, but whether or not they are storyboard wise good, but again, we've I've sp- spoken about it on my show. Uh, you guys have actually, obviously, mentioned it as well too on yours. That you know, whose hand is really here? Whose hand is really the one calling the shots? And that's really where it, it becomes uh, a very you know a, a big question mark, a Riddler size question mark. Oh, we're bringing it all, bring it all together. <laughs> Greg and Sergio, I want to thank you guys for uh, calling in. If anyone else is interested in calling into the show, as you know, this is a live talking call in show for an hour every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern. So for all the Periscope peeps out there, you can call in 877 480 4120. Greg and Sergio of Bad Coyote Funky will be getting together very soon. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for
3: having, Thanks for having us. Having us
0: want to welcome our growing number of Periscope peeps. Apparently, everybody is just dying to talk about Lex Luthor and dying to talk about Jesse Eisenberg's uh, unhinged Lex Luthor, which, again, I defend. I think the fact that, and Greg from Bad Cowdy Funky mentioned it, though, they basically have an out that says, look, this is not the Lex Luthor you grew up with. This is a different Lex Luthor. It's the son. It's the clone. Whatever you want to say, uh, whatever you want to theorize, you basically can... Uh, you can speculate e- either way, but it's they've they've basically said, "Look, this is not the Lex Luthor you're looking for." So, do I have faith in Zack Snyder? I don't know. To me, he disappointed me in Watchmen, but he actually disappointed me in Watchmen, and we brought it up last week again. It's it's funny. I mean, we're, almost immediately, um, you know, this is how impactful this movie has been now on the audience. Uh, out there and how controversial for everyone that says like DC has no shot at make about making a good movie you have people uh saying they do have faith that they do think it's going to work you had again one of our periscope peeps the last movie hero she said she's a hundred percent I believe it's a she I hope it is chime in if you're not um a hundred percent faith in Zack Snyder a hundred percent faith in Zack Snyder well I I wouldn't give a hundred percent faith in Zack Snyder but there are people out there that that think it's great Um, Going on our Facebook page, if you actually go to facebook.com slash secrets of the sire, we have uh, Mark Poulton, uh, great writer, uh, terrific friend, and uh, he basically said that he thought Batman Superman was terrific, like he really did, and I'll read you his comment very shortly. Um, We also have people coming in and saying that Zach made a fun movie like it was just a fun movie and it was and it was something we just had one of our Periscope peeps actually chime in with that as well too Um, but basically saying that the mashup was fun and it basically took a um, a really great look at the two storylines and then other people said it it let them down because it had 18 storylines and how do you follow 18 storylines you don't you know so it becomes you know very very difficult to say uh, Brandon Gray on the um, Facebook page. and took. Uh, we actually have a Twitter poll going on right now, which is asking this question. Do you have faith in the movie universe? And uh, we have Kyle Rago says, no. Brandon Gray, yes. See, I, people, people are going back and forth. So we also have people commenting on Periscope 300 was fun, but, you know, I was expecting more from a movie that had three writers, directors involved. Oh, this is a very good point, actually, from Jilly from Philly. Uh, three directors, in the sense that Affleck, Snyder, and you also had some other folks involved that um, you know have this movie-going experience. I guess the bottom line is this debate is just going to continue. So when we come back from break, we're going to do an extra long segment at the end so we can kind of get ourselves organized and get everyone chiming in. The Periscope peeps, keep the comments coming uh, during the break, and we'll be back in a minute. You
1: are listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and storytelling? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your brand new radio host on TalkRadio.nyc. I've been professionally writing and drawing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for over 15 years. Catch my new show, Secrets of the Sire, Fridays at 11 a.m., and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com right now. TalkingAlternative.com we are back thank you to all the Periscope peeps Nico1 right one now just t- uh, chimed in again before we get into what Nico1 right one now oh man I'm just gonna butcher everyone's user handles so if you could come at me with handles like at dad <laughs> at boy at girl that would be really helpful can you help me out here We are basically going through the DC universe, which has absolutely nobody that cares about this whatsoever. We don't have lots of people chiming in uh, through our Periscope feed. We have no one that wants to call in and talk. Um, That is obviously, I am being sarcastic. Everyone wants to talk about this right now. We are getting overblown with, uh, just and keep it coming, because we love it. Um, We are talking every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, TalkingAlternative.com. You can go chime into the radio show. If there's any trouble, if you're streaming us but you can't quite hear us because sometimes Periscope does that, always go to TalkingAlternative.com right around this time, and the podcast will be uh, up on iTunes the following Monday. So Nico1Right1Now one, one asked, Should Ben Affleck lead the Batman franchise? Should he be the one that's actually leading the DC Universe? And that's a good question because Ben Affleck, we had a... a um, a discussion I was on the Bad Cowdy Funky podcast a, a while ago and we've actually also talked about it on this show too. What do you think about the Ben Affleck casting, right? And the Ben Affleck casting was kind of a cool uh, thing at the time because if this was 2005, the world, like the internet, the internet broke when it heard Ben Affleck was going to be Batman, but if this was 2005, like the in, the internet would have like imploded. There would be no it would be like a massive electromagnetic pulse went off everything would just break what that's terrible he's bad i can't do that he had a career resurgence and has now you know become a legit actor a legit director a a legit everything so all of a sudden now well we have e l jerry said jack black would have made a better batman i disagree completely This jack black is not as funny as jack black thinks he is um Ben Affleck leading the charge, though, now, he is an Academy Award winning. Now, he didn't win Best Director. He won Best Film, but he was the producer on the film, so it makes sense. I totally get that. But he has elevated his status now from being a Geely, a Jersey Girl, a Daredevil, (laughs) Daredevil. You know, he elevated his status from there. He is now a legit... Filmmaker and a legit creator Not that Zack Snyder isn't But if you really look at What Zack Snyder has done Zack Snyder was able to bring a An MTV oh. And Gone Girl Led Zeppelin. fan Thank you for chiming in Gone Girl was also awesome um, He was able to bring in Like A movie An MTV like Atmosphere Filmmaking style When he brought 300 to the fold 300 was an amazing movie. Uh, it's an amazing movie because there's not enough... There's not really a hard plot to follow, right? I mean, it's historical, so it's not like you can mess that up. Uh, the characters are pretty well-defined. Frank Miller pretty much well defines it. That basic entire movie was predetermined to be really awesome if you could pull off something amazing with the visuals. And I think he did. I think Zack Snyder brought a visual aesthetic to movie making and movie filmmaking that was not... You know whether you liked it or not, it was never seen before. It was Matrix-like in what the visuals were, the pastel effects, the slow motion. Um, I mean, that's now become like a Zack Snyder staple, and that's actually something Joss Whedon. Excuse me, if you if you carefully look at the Avengers movies, he kind of uses that where it, it's that fast zoom in, it's that zoom in on the. Um, on the different uh, shots and scenes and stuff like that. So, I mean, Zack Snyder has had an impact from a filmmaking perspective, right? Ben Affleck, though, comes from a creative standpoint now that I think he's fairly respected throughout not just Hollywood, but mainstream fandom. When Ben Affleck is cast as Batman, there's a level of curiosity, not a level of hatred. And then he... Honestly, he knocked it out of the park for me. Uh, no disrespect to anyone. I think Led Zepp fan wanted Jack Black as Batman. Uh, he would be Fat Man, is what he said. I think that he basically brings an element to the Bruce Wayne character we hadn't seen before. I think overall, he he came in and did a great job. And that's, you know, obviously what I think and what you guys think might be completely different. But uh, the general consensus out there is, yeah, no, Batman, Batman um, Bruce Wayne... Ben Affleck, he's the way to go. He definitely was great. So, should he lead the charge? Well, A, he's not going to. I mean, this is all fan speculation, right? I mean, this is exactly what we're kind of, you know, what makes these movies fun. Is Ben Affleck the best Batman ever is a question that just popped up uh, from the last movie, Hero. Um, And if you listen to our caller, Sergio, from Bad Coyote Funky, he thinks so. He thinks it's the best Batman we've seen. I think it's the best Bruce Wayne we've ever seen. I think his Batman um, could be. The best Batman in costume, but I didn't I objected to the killing, but again, he wants to now make his own Batman movie. Um, it's in the pipeline uh, it's not never nothing's been announced yet but if Warner Brothers is treating this like they've treated suicide suicide squad based on the reaction of Batman versus Superman, then you are going to see a batman directed or or sorry a Ben Affleck directed Batman film coming in the next few. Uh, weeks. You'll see something, not, not the movie will be done in a few weeks, but the announcement will come in a few weeks. Because if they are as reactionary as I think they are, then they definitely will uh, announce it. I, th- I feel like the entire way that Warner Brothers has set this up is completely reactionary, completely haphazardly, let's get this thing up to snuff as quick as possible. And that brings us full circle back to the question of do you have any faith in DC movie adaptions after seeing Batman vs. Superman Or sorry, Batman v Superman, but it's just so much harder to say that. The question has been addressed to a lot of different people, and again, Mark Poulton said, yes, BVS was awesome, a mashup of two great storylines with nods to Crisis and Injustice. I can't wait for Suicide Squad, Justice League, Wonder Woman, etc. Now, that's the funny thing, right? I actually think that Suicide Squad, I, I, look, I have nothing to, I have nothing to say about that, but because I just don't know the history. I, I'm not sitting here. I, I think Harley Quinn's a great character, but I think that she has a Deadpool-like following that can't wait to see this. I'm more of an open-minded guy. I don't have any expectations one way or the other when I go into it. The Wonder Woman appearance in in Batman vs Superman, though, was fantastic. She was terrific. Gail Godot was was excellent. She portrayed her, I mean, just exotic, beautiful, strong I mean, there's just, there's, a, there's an aura around her, there's, there's a stage presence to her uh, that you can, you can feel. So, am I excited for the Wonder Woman movie? Wonder Woman movie? That's a tongue twister. Yes. Was I excited for Wonder Woman before her appearance in BVS? No. I would clearly say, no, they're going to mess that up. Joss Whedon wanted to do a Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie. Boy, we're going to just call it WWM. Just going to do. We're going to go short, and I'm just butchering everything. I was at the uh, Real Housewives premiere two days ago, and I still have not recovered. If you're going to be at a premiere um, full of drunk women, you're, you're, you're going to have a little bit to drink. Um, so, no, Wonder Woman I'm now looking forward to. So, in that regard, maybe Warner Brothers was right. Let's get, the, let's get this up to snuff. Now, without being spoiler-ish, but it's been two, three weeks now, uh, we want to also throw the, the, the question, you know, what did you think of the Flash cameo? And uh, my reaction to the Flash Cameo and Sam, my trusty engineer, here on TalkingAlternative.com has always been that we uh, it made no sense. It was just crammed in extra. It was, it was terrible. See, it's amazing, right? I mean, we, we, we want to talk about summer movies, and we'll probably talk about summer movies next week, um, but it always goes back to BVS, and we're almost talking exclusively about BVS when the real question is Suicide Squad's with the with the rewrite. Yeah. Oh, boy. I need more tea. I need more sleep. Hassan Godwin chimed in. The film had several pacing and storytelling problems, but I enjoyed myself, and the battle between Batman and Superman did pay off. I'll wait and see what happens next out of the WB. Led Zepp fan just chimed in. What was your opinion on Doomsday? Uh, If you heard the show last week, again, you can get any podcast on iTunes, so just type in Secrets of the Sire, S-I-R-E, named after my creator-owned comic book character of the same name. You can can see that... I wasn't a huge... All right, let's put it this way. Actually, I liked Doomsday. I liked the fight. Uh, I just wish it was a separate movie. I wish we weren't watching eight different DC comic book stories all in one movie. Uh, If you do it, if you're going to do it, just do Batman versus Superman. And, and, And that's why I actually agree with Hassan's comment. I thought the fight between Batman and Superman was awesome. I thought it lived up to everything. I actually... I mean, I can forgive Lex Luthor pulling the strings on this, too, if they just stop there. Just stop. Don't, you don't have to do The Death of Superman. You don't have to do Dark Knight Returns. You don't have to do Crisis Injustice, you know, all this other stuff. What I'm curious about, everyone's asking now whether Ben Affleck should lead the charge, whether they have faith in Zack Snyder. I think Greg Berlanti, the mastermind behind the DC TV universe... What if he was the one in charge? Because what he's actually doing in the TV universe, he's actually doing one-up better than what Marvel is doing in the um, TV universe themselves with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and and Agent Carter. I mean, they had a failing, essentially, with Agent Carter. They got a second season, even though it was very low-rated. ABC was obviously, look, ABC is owned by Disney. Disney owns Marvel. They're going to keep promoting their own stuff. Um, But Agent Carter did not do well. It's too bad. I love that show. Um, But... It didn't do well, and meanwhile you have, across the pond, you have Greg Berlanti with a successful Arrow show, an even more successful Flash show, so much to the point where CBS is like, hey, help out Supergirl, come bring in somebody else for Supergirl now. And so maybe he's the guy that should be leading, at least maybe the behind the scenes. The thing that makes me kind of sad, though is, I hear, Jeff Johns is always, like, I hear Jeff Johns' name constantly as orchestrating behind the scenes. He wrote the Green Lantern movie. He is, Jeff Johns is one of the most amazing comic book writers you're ever going to see out there. Um, some of his Flash run, his, his Green Lantern run, his Justice League run. I mean, this guy was an amazing comic book writer, and he's kind of orchestrating behind the scenes, and I kind of wish... Maybe he's not being listened to enough. Maybe he's, you know, maybe his voice is not as loud as it as it could or should be because he's a tremendous writer. So I'd love to see more of that. Um, We had the last movie hero, which, by the way, has been on all podcasts and has been uh, during the during the show so far via Periscope and has come in with some very thoughtful and insightful um, comments. uh, Says we're forgetting about the '90s Marvel stuff. This is the one thing where I'll disagree, though, is that the '90s Marvel stuff is completely a completely different team um producers i mean everything was different marvel in the 90s did not own their own licenses if they own their own licenses or sorry they own their characters but they and they own the license to it but they optioned them optioned them out that's why you have Mar- spider-man at sony that's why you have x-men at uh fox this is why you have different um you know IPs existing at different places and that's why you are never going to see Wolverine fighting the thing fighting well actually you might see Wolverine fighting the thing because Fantastic Four is also owned by Fox but you're never going to see uh, Wolverine taking on the Avengers you're, you're not going to see Wolverine in the Avengers you're not going to see Deadpool in the Avengers or fighting the Avengers or fighting Spider-Man because they're owned by different separate entities so you have to discount the 90s anything when it comes to movies this is a completely different time. So, uh, appreciate the comment, but that's, you know, in my mind you have to kind of, you know, discount that. I mean, that's almost like saying the uh, the Burton Batman and the and the George uh, the Joel Schumacher Batman. It's like it's completely different at this point. So, I think we've moved forward from that. Um, Led Zepp fan also chimed in although he had the Jack Black comment, but he act, he said that he thinks action scenes um, that Zack Snyder doesn't know how to film action scenes. And I actually also disagree with that, too. I thought the action was one of the best things um, in the, in the you know, BVS movie. So, I mean, in terms of that, I think that's really a great thing. Um, Jilly from Philly, I want a Batman movie with Black Mask as the villain. That's all I want. Um, that would be cool. I could see something like that. I think that'd be really great. Again, we're coming to you live, TalkingAlternative.com. We're here every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern. I want to thank... All of our uh, Periscope peeps for chiming in today, and um, I also want to say that we're actually having such a great reaction that we're going to be going on a little extra this this week because we've got tons of people that want to chime in and tons of people that want to do stuff, so we're going to be on for a little extra time. We have Matthew Blake Becker commented on our Facebook page, I almost had faith for Suicide Squad, then I heard about the reshoots and about how they were not done to make it funnier, and I lost faith. So Matthew kind of echoing what I kind of said earlier, I think that in general, anytime you hear of reshoots, that's not a good thing. Anytime you have a rushed universe, which is what I think they're trying to do with all of these these DC movies, that's not a good thing either. Um, He also chimed in, you can have a dark foreboding movie and still have it be funny. Look at Winter Soldier and Iron Man 3. James Macia, who will be joining me this weekend at the Camden Comic Con in Camden, New Jersey. So if you guys are in the Camden... Uh, New Jersey area, come check me out. I'll be uh, exhibiting. Uh, I'll be doing sketches. I'll be uh, selling books. So you could actually read The Sire if you ever wanted to pick it up. Uh, You can always get it online at mikebooks.com, M-I-K-E, books.com. We're also through Kablam. Uh, You could probably call Diamond up. We're still probably in circulation. Uh, We were in stores for many, many years as well, too. You have... James Macy is saying that um, actually Winter Soldier isn't all that funny, but there are a few moments I'd say that it's probably the most serious of the Marvel films thus far. And then Matthew countered and said, but it had some very lighthearted moments. They don't have to be funny. They just have to relax the tension a bit. See, I think that's a a great point. So if we're actually talking about reshoots and we're talking about a movie and all that other fun stuff, I think that in general, uh, you know, There's a balance, and there's always a balance. All right, so coming up next is 21st Century Entrepreneur. I appreciate the extra minute or two just to address the wonderful comments. Last movie here, another great comment. We need to stop comparing DC to Marvel. I like them. I like the more serious tone. I mean, we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. So coming up next week, let's stash the Game of Thrones talk for a week, and let's bring this back. We're going to talk about the faith of the DC Universe next Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, but For anyone that wants to recap and listen to the whole show, our podcast will be on iTunes on Monday. And next week, I'll do a full-on blog and see if we can get some more comments on the SecretsOfTheSire.com and the Secrets of the Sire Facebook page. Thank you, guys.
1: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and storytelling? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your brand new radio host on talkradio.nyc. I've been professionally writing and drawing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for over 15 years. Catch my new show, Secrets of the Sire, Fridays at 11 a.m. and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com right now.
3: Hey, all you crazy listeners, looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at